And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics, whether they're DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Indie Comics. We're talking about it all. For those of you who do not know, uh, new DC Comics come out on Tuesdays. Uh, new Marvel and Indie Comics come out on Wednesdays. And I am here on a Thursday, uh, September 29th, to talk about this week's releases of comics. I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and I can't do this alone. That's why I have the most awesome, the G.I. Joel, here with us, Joel Prentice. Joel, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Dimitri. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be back and talk about some great comics that came out this week. It, it, it's so funny. I don't know how you were when you were younger um, and, like, what age you started reading comics. Well, I'm at, I might as well ask you, uh, what age were you when you started reading comics? Uh, I was in elementary school, gosh, eight maybe around 10 8 or 10 years old yeah um it was just after the kind of the bust in the mid 90s um so i came in after all that and i was too young to really i think understand what all that meant and everything but yeah um yeah that's when i started digging through dollar bins and finding back issues of random hulk and spider-man and kind of started from there did you have parents that were that were into comics no my dad's a big sci-fi nerd always has been um, he's a big Star Trek fan, Dune, um, Lord of the Rings, you know, high fantasy stuff too, as well. So he kind of like indoctrinated me into like nerd culture. And then I took it a step further and went into comic books. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I like, I had to kind of do it on my own. Um, but my dad had like, uh, Tintin and Asterix and like European comics. Nice. And that's nice. how I kind of got started with sequential art in general. But yeah. what I was going to say is just like, like growing up, did you have friends that read comics with you or was it like a solitary thing? Uh, I had a couple friends that were like into like Marvel and DC and stuff at the time. Um, I mean, even back then, Marvel was, you know, kind of like, I don't know, what's a real small publisher now. You know, they were like almost an indie publisher back yeah. in the 90s. I think people sometimes forget that DC was the the powerhouse oh, big man. Yeah. corporate name in comic books. Um, so, I mean, I had friends that were into Batman and Superman from the animated shows and stuff. Um, I didn't really know many people that read the actual comic books. Um, so I didn't usually have like someone to share that with, but thankfully the comic shop that I went to, um, it's unfortunately it's not there anymore. I just went back to my hometown a couple of years ago and it was, mm. it was closed up, but the guy there was like super cool. Um, and he like taught me about comics and like how to identify them by issue number and volume and like how to read the title page and stuff to figure out if I'm on the right issues and everything. And then at the time to date myself a little bit more, showed me what the overstreet pricing guide is yeah, um, and how that used to be used to determine uh, prices and stuff. So thankfully, you know, I had uh, someone that worked at the shop that, you know, the guy who ran the shop was, was cool and, and was willing to teach, you know, me kind of the the basics of getting navigated through comics so i mean i feel like as kids a lot of kids you know they're watching the cartoons they're collecting the toys comic books as a medium is just a whole different thing like yeah. i wasn't going to the comic shops when i was a kid i was you know kind of reading whatever i could pick up uh, and then i went to the library and did that but like even growing up uh uh I didn't really have friends that were reading comics like me and i just think it's interesting that we have this show now where we're doing it once a week and we could talk about comics and just like yeah. get together. And there's like, there's other people out there that can keep up because normally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> normally I'm like, 
you know, people ask me for the questions and here it's yeah. like, oh, there is there's more than enough things that I do not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and we're able to like talk about it all. I think it's really cool. It is. Um, it's really cool to be able to share it with other people and kind of yeah. experience it more as a community versus when coming up, it was, you know, kind of a solitary thing and maybe a couple people here and there. But, you know, in my childhood, the Internet wasn't really a thing yet. Um, yeah. So didn't really have people to connect with. And now, you know, I have so many people I can talk to any day of the week about comic books um, that, you know, even from like a professional side as like a store owner to like a fan, I have people I can talk about on either end, of yeah. that, which is really cool. Yeah. And like, you know, coming up when I was in high school, I was on message boards and stuff, but like community is a good way of like, you know, this is, it is a community, right? And yeah. we're all kind of linked up now, especially like online, Um, you know, people out there who are listening or watching this show, like, you know, if you're on TikTok, if you're on Reddit, like, if you're like all these different places have like comic book communities. So, yeah, you yeah, know, there's discords for it. There, There's something around uh, for everyone. Um, yeah. I do want to shout out comicshoplocator.com. If you want to find a comic shop uh, near you, check out comicshoplocator.com. Um, wherever you're at, like I would assume in America, I'm not sure if it extends to Canada or Mexico or England or whatnot, but um, comicshoplocator.com to find the comic shops uh, near you and, you know, try to find a comic shop that's both safe and accepting um, that works, uh, uh, you know, with you, the one that you vibe with, you know, um, uh, Joel, there were a good amount of comics that came out this week. Yes, there was a lot of good stuff this week. Um, some good indies, mm -hmm. uh, some good continuations and new story arcs for some of the books I was reading, um, in terms of like kind of the, the monthly serial superhero stuff, which is always good. Um, so if people wanted to jump into like action comics or, um, Shang-Chi to an extent, you know, which I saw this week, or if they wanted to jump into Thor, this is the week to do it. Um, yeah. we're kind of coming off the tail end of the summer, so. Uh, we're starting up the next set of story arcs and everything this week, this time period. Do certain seasons sell better comic wise? Like at comic well, every, you know, every summer for Marvel, they do the big event, right? This year it's oh. Judgment Day. Last year it was King and Black. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we had like War of the Realms, Empire. Um, every it's all summer? summer. Yeah, they usually do it over the summer. That's when like whatever story arcs have been building up to it kind of come to a completion. Uh, and then during the summertime, we have all the big events. Um, DC does, I mean, DC does it too, but I feel like their events are a little bit more spaced out because they usually use it to reset continuity. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless you're getting like a Batman specific event, like Joker War yeah. or um, um, what was the one they just did? Fear State? That was the Fear, one that they did uh, Fear State, yeah. Yeah. So unless it's like a Batman centric or, you know, occasionally a Superman one, you know, usually theirs are, are a little bit more spaced out, but it's usually during the summertime. I think it's because kids are out of school. Um, you know, that's when they want to kind of hit their peak before the end of the fiscal year next or this month. Mm. So it's kind of like when everything is is starting to come to come to a completion for this first kind of part of the or the end of the summer, excuse me. Yeah. Um the, like I, I never thought about like them coming out on on summertime. Also, like when you read comics and you measure your time in issues, yeah. each issue is a month, <laughs> and it's so yeah. weird. Like when did when did future state yeah future state end and like infinite frontier began was that 2021 or 2020 gosh was it 2021 or was it 2020 it was definitely during the pandemic that future state started right so that was 2020 yeah. so it must have been 2021 because i do remember it being like 
kind of more of like the I don't want to say mid pandemic, whatever you yeah. call twenty twenty one. It was more in that time period. Okay, because yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sometime in twenty twenty one when we went to Infinite Frontier, which has led us to um, Infinite dark Cri- Crisis, Dark, dark Crisis, yeah, Infinite Crisis, yeah, Infinite Dark Crisis, whatever it's called. Um, okay, because I count or, mine in Nightwing issues because I'm trying yeah. to like. That's because I've been reading that like that's one of the, the first longest, books yeah. I read when they like when it comes out. Right. Like, yeah, like out of all the titles, I think like Nightwing is the book that like that's the first one I read when it comes out. Like, yeah. you know, um, I've been keeping track of time using um, action comics. So I've been reading that for about a year and a half and Thor that I've been reading for two years. Oh. I know it's been two years because we're on issue uh, you know, 27 ish or so. So <laughs> I know it's been about oh, two yeah, years yeah, of me yeah. reading Thor. That's how, I, and plus Thor started pre-pandemic, so um, mm. or sorry, right, right, bef- like a month before the pandemic. So that's how yeah. I kind of keep track of time is by what issue of Thor I'm on. <laughs> yeah, uh, the most, uh, it's so weird. The most recent, like, or the current X Men run is X Men, uh, X Men fifteen that came out this week. And by so Dugan, that's, yeah, that's fifteen main... issues, which is a little bit more than a year. Yeah. And that's because oh, that's because Hellfire Club yeah. last year kicked off X Men number one, right? Yeah, and it ran. And that was like March. Or, it was like March or April or something. Yeah, and I think okay. it ran concurrently with the last couple issues of the Hickman stuff, so the numbers kind of got crossed over there. Yeah, um, I want to know. I want to know all the uh, the titles and the issue numbers that you read this week, and then I'll tell you yeah. what I read this week, so that you know anyone out there uh, watching, you're watching live stream on Twitch or YouTube, uh, either one.com slash the Keeg Show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Um, uh, yeah, so they know what to expect uh, from this show. Uh, what did you? Yeah, what did you read? Yeah, so I think I remember last time, and I was thinking about this when I was getting ready for for today's episode. Yeah. Um, last time I read pretty much like all indie comics, and I remember yeah. we joked about like I'm a hipster of comic books. <laughs> this time I'm half and half, half indie, half um, big two. So yeah. Um, the first thing I read was Hell is a Squared Circle mm-hmm. from uh, Aftershock Comics. It was a one shot um, from Chris Condon. Really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Dog from. Um, um image comics from by, yeah. uh Declan Shalvey. Uh Grim number five. Oh, you did Dog read was Grim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Grim number five from Boom Studios. Yeah. And then um Action Comics 1047. Um Thor number 27 and Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings number three. Okay. Those are the books that I read this week. Okay. All right. Um that's a that's a good mix. Uh yeah because what we got one two three indies two marvels one dc yep yep okay nice 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 um whenever i read it whenever i read it's like never enough because there's always titles that i'm like i'll read during the weekend yeah i won't be able to cover it during shows but yeah okay (laughs) like and i was behind so i had to catch up on like oh yeah yeah, issues of action comics before i could get into other stuff you know so tim drake robin Tim Drake Robin number one came out this week, but I didn't get to read it. But I'm like, I'll. Read oh yeah, that did come out this week. Yeah. This weekend, I love Tim Drake. I just, uh, I just, I didn't have the urgency to read it. Yeah. Um, I what I did read, I read Action Comics 1047. Um, I read DC Com or Detective Comics 1064, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 10, X-Men 15, uh, The Nice House on the Lake number 10. Miles Morales, Spider-Man 42, which is the end of Saladin Ahmed's run. 
Oh, wow. Uh, he chose 42 to end, like, uh, as a, like, symbolic thing. Because um, 42 is the number on the spider that bit Miles. But it's also oh. it's also Jackie Robinson's number. Yeah, yeah. Jackie yeah. Robinson's number. Yeah. So oh, that's so, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Uh DC versus Vampires nine. Uh Human Target Seven. AXE Avengers really. number one. Eight billion genies five. And Captain America Symbol of Truth number five. Nice. Yeah. Read a lot um, this week. <laughs> what's up? He said, you read a lot this week. <laughs> and even then, I'm like, I missed a bunch. Because, like, I yeah. had Tim Drake, uh, Robin, I wanted to read, Janice Vell, Captain Marvel, Damage Control, Deathstroke, Inc., Blood Syndicate, Thunderbolts, and the Magic Order 3, number 3. Like, I wanted, those were the ones I missed. I didn't get to yeah. read those. But yeah. I'll read them over the weekend or whatever. You know, yeah. I'll catch up. I meant to read Human Target, too, but, like, I, yeah. I just didn't get to it. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know there's like other stuff I wanted to read too, but you know, Human Target you know, you get to is it when one you get those, to it. Yeah, Human Target is one of those though that like I am gonna buy the trade when it comes out yeah. and reread it again because a lot of those like mysteries, especially Tom Taylor stuff, like reading them a month to month, like you forget certain tough. things. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. so as long as you're like for anyone out there wanting to read comics, if you're okay with double dipping something that you do like read single issues and then buy the trades of the ones you want to read again. Yeah. That's all. That's what I, especially like you said with like Tom King. Um, I did that with strange adventures. I read it. And like, since it's such a twist and turn mystery, yeah. um, I ended up rereading it again. Once the hardcover came out uh, and I enjoyed it in single issue, but he reads really well in like a trade format. Like he's just yeah. one of those writers um, that his writing just really translates to that. So um, I, I, I do the same thing, especially with some of those more mystery kind of noir style books. It's like, Oh wait, who is this person again? We haven't seen them in, in four months. Cause it's been four issues since they were introduced, you know? Yeah. At least it's, he's it's, always it's on tough. time though. Right. Yes. Well, Human Target took time. a break, though. I know Human Target. It, did, it took, took a it took a, a a short summer break. Yeah, yeah. Because is it a twelve issue miniseries? Yeah, and then they had the one shot that they did, um, Tales of the Human Target, which oh, I didn't yeah. read that one yet. I don't think it's tied into the main. I think it's just like a uh, like an annual. Yeah. So it's not super necessary, but yeah, I didn't read that one um, yet. But yeah. yeah, I haven't read that one yet. Um. Out of the books that you read this week, which one's your pick of the week? Oof, that's tough. Because there was two that I really enjoyed. But um, I'm going to go with with the one that I probably enjoyed, the which was a Hell is a Squared Circle. How did um, I know you were going to pick that one? I, I, I think we talked about wrestling last time I was on here. Yeah. <laughs> In my, my newfound fandom of wrestling. Yeah. Plus, it's like crime noir, which like I love crime noir and this is like a crime noir book and it was just it was really good. Yeah. Um, my only complaint is that it's one of those magazine sized ones, so now I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like the black label. Yeah, it's like one of those. Here, I got it right here. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's, four by three. Yeah. Right? I'm like, where am I supposed to put this? Because they don't, don't fit any... in bag and board and stuff. Yeah, you got to get a magazine or golden age bag and board, oh. and then it's like it doesn't fit in a short box. Unless you like put it on the side and like, oh you know, yeah, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Well, yeah, and I, well, the way I look at it because I love my my trades, right? Yeah. The way I look at it is if I can, if it has a spine, I can put it in my shelf. 
Yeah, that's true. This one does have a spine. I can probably pop. But sometimes, but not only do they have spines, they also stick out far. So it's like... Yeah, because they're... Even compared to a trade, they're huge. They're wider (laughs) than a trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it's weird because... So I have a stack, like, of all... I put them all together so it's not individual. Like, just a chunk. But, like, it's weird looking. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. (laughs) And it's awkward, you know? Yeah. Makes you want to reorganize the whole thing. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, because I have all my single issues in short in a short box, and then my trades are the ones that I display on my shelves. So, yeah. you know, everybody has their yeah. own method of doing it. Yeah, you know, um, but I'm thinking, uh, I don't know what I want to do with these black label books because the yeah. four by three ratio is weird. Yeah, it's nice for the art and stuff. Um, yeah, but like for storing it, it's like such a pain. You don't know where to put it and. It's like I want to bag and board it because it's a comic. It's a single issue, but at the same time, it's cute. like I did the same thing with uh, that Black Label Batman series that just ended. Really loved it, but I'm like I don't know where to put this thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, tell me about Hell is a Squared Circle, though. Yeah, it's so it's following issue. the story. What's that? It's the first issue, right? It's it's a one shot. It oh, was a one shot. Is um, it? Yeah. So it's by. Um, Chris Condon, who is writing one of my favorite series right now, that Texas Blood over at uh, Image Comics. Okay. So he does, and this is like, he's like, that's like one of his first books and it's kind of blown up, especially within like crime noir fans and stuff, because it's just perfect crime, you know, crime novel and everything. And this was like along the same lines. So basically, it's following this wrestler um, who his ring name is Muska. And his uh, his actual name is Terry, or was it Terry or Tom? Anyway, not important. So he's <laughs> kind of like uh, he's the heel in like the current league that he's wrestling in, right? And set in yeah. the seventies. So before like the WWE became like the one league and everything in the the district or area that he's fighting in, he's become a heel. He wants to go back to being the face and being the hero because there's more money, right. there's more opportunity. Um, but his promoter keeps telling him like, no, like you got to stay a heel. Like, you know, your time will come kind of a thing. Keeps stringing him along. Um, you know, he's like a bit of an alcoholic. Like whenever he's not wrestling, he's drinking. Um, he's estranged from his daughter because he doesn't have any money to pay child support. He's about to get evicted from his apartment. Yeah. You know, if the dude's not wrestling, he is like not in control of his life at all. You know what I mean? Kind of like a a sad story like that. So he goes into the ring one night um, and he's going to go up against this guy, uh, uh, Cosmo Carl or Cosmo Chris or something like that. And he was saying, and he told him like, we should change it up so that I win, you know, the heel as I win using your move and it'll give you like the underdog thing. So when we come back and see each other again, you know, we can kind of build off of it. And it kind of gave him, it would give him the opportunity to kind of move away from being a heel and become a hero again. Um, but during the match, the guy decided not to do that and ended up beating him and pinned him, right? Kind of changed the plane on him. And he got real mad about it. So he goes and he starts, you know, drinking and everything. And he's like upset. He doesn't know what to do. You know, he wants to pay his child support. He wants to, you know, not get evicted from his apartment. So he decides to go to his promoter's house and basically demand money from him. And when he demands the money, they get into a scuffle and he kills his promoter. But what was crazy about it is like, as soon as the promoter died, 
he got a the he was at the guy's house. He got a phone call and he overheard on the answering machine like a big name promotion company wanted to recruit him and was contacting his promoter to get in touch with him. So if he had just waited another sixty uh, seconds, yeah. he would have been set. Yeah, he would have gotten he would have gotten his shot at the big leagues. You know what I mean, kind of a thing. Yeah. So instead, he grabs the promoter's keys. He goes. And he robs his safe back at his office, and there's like forty or fifty thousand dollars in there. Um, but as he's robbing it, the guy who beat him, the Cosmo guy, comes in and then tries to stop him. They get into a tussle, and he thinks he kills him. He's like, I, either he's dead or he's not going to walk anymore. It's like yeah. one or the other. Either way, he like gets in his car and he books it for Canada. Um, so he's in Canada, and then a time jumps to 1993. Um, he's basically from in that first couple of years, he blows through all the money. Is this um, the whole story or is this just the beginning? This is like the middle where I'm at right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You so don't have to tell through... me how it ends if you if you feel like I should read it. Oh, I, I won't just spoil the ending because the ending has like kind of a big twist in it. Um you but won't yeah, so basically, spoil the ending or you will spoil the ending. I will not spoil the ending. Oh, okay. But it's basically, you know, he ends up like blowing through all the money and like his life kind of falls apart again, but then he kind of gets it back together. Um and then, yeah, the ending, you're kind of like on the edge of your seat because it's like it seems like everything's kind of coming in all at once. Yeah. Um, but you're like, maybe he'll get away with it kind of a thing, but you don't want him to. But you kind of do because you sympathize with him. Um, but it's one of those great crime wars that it, you know, most crime wars, you're seeing it from the perspective of like police officers or like the genius detective or anything like that. It's not super often that you get it from the perspective of the criminal. I mean, it does happen. Um you know, it's another aspect of crime noir, but yeah. he did a really good job of almost making you like sympathize for the guy a little uh -huh. bit. Um, cause you're like, no, like he was kind of pushed to the edge. Like he, you know, he's obviously like not a great dude, but he kind of turned his life around and everything. So like maybe he shouldn't get away with it, but it's really good. Um, the art from, um, Francisco Biagani is phenomenal. Um, I kind of read his bio in the back of the book and he's like a horror um, genre artist that's kind of uh -huh. where he does most of his stuff that's what he's like known for and it really kind of spills through um because a lot of it he's talking about like wrestling with his inner demons and you actually see them like it's like visualized for you mm. like what his inner demon kind of looks like and um you know the whole time it's you know is hell other people or is hell a wrestling ring you know which one is it or yeah. a ring where you're kind of trapped yourself into this like continual cycle um so it was really good i really enjoyed it definitely recommend picking it up if you're a fan of wrestling if you're a fan of crime noir or just really great comics um it was yeah. a great one shot um and then even on the back it's kind of funny it says is wrestling war a genre because it is now like it <laughs> is. it's very it's like a combination of like the dramatic kind of theatrics of uh, of a wrestling match combined with like a classic crime noir, real broody story. So it was definitely a fun read. I definitely recommend checking it out. You really like this one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, like I said, I, I love Chris Condon. He's quickly become probably one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Uh, that Texas blood, which he's writing is absolutely phenomenal. We're on like the fourth story arc. Um, and it's just, it gets better and better and better. Uh, he does the artwork on that one with Jacob Phillips. Um, and it's just, he's he's a really great, like I said, I'm a sucker for like really great crime noir stories. 
Um, and that's what he is like kind of establishing himself as like a really great noir writer. Um, because it's you know, it's it's a genre that is been done a lot in comics, yeah, and it's hard to do it really good, you know, because it's been yeah. most of it's been done before because it's the, the original comics were crime noir, you know, crime noir, Hulk, they Hulk, all kind yeah. of borrowed from each other. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. That was a lot of the basis, and he does a really great job of kind of like breathing life back into that. Um, Human Target came out, and I know you didn't read you didn't read the yes. recent issue, but like that's it's very noir. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and like that one's a really good one. It's not my pick of the week though, but uh, Human Target number seven, it it is good. So I think it's yeah. worth as long as you go into it knowing that it's an alternate universe. Yeah, it, it's, it's very. It's, yeah, it's not the DC different. main universe. Yeah. That's one thing I like, you know, Tom King does like uh superhero noir. Sorry, I've been saying Tom Taylor. I meant Tom King. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I I meant yes, I meant Tom yeah. King. Yes. Tom Taylor is different. I love Tom Taylor. Yes. Tom King yes. is is a bit different. I like yeah. Tom King, but also sometimes he's it, a bit too much. Yeah, he's a bit heavy. His his writing can be pretty dense. Um, I think he does better with these mini series and maxi series versus like his Batman run, which I know is like kind of went on. It went on like six months too long. Yeah, he, he I think he does good with like the confines of kind of a shorter time period because he really likes to break heroes down. I mean, he yeah. really I mean, Strange Adventures, he really put him through the mud. He did the same thing with Vision, uh, Mr. Miracle. Vision. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. He really just like, what's the worst thing that could happen to this character? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how can I just make it terrible for them? So yeah. I think he that, that's why he does so well in these like kind of shorter, <laughs> shorter time periods because he can kind of get everything in and it, can, it, yeah. it makes his writing a lot more palatable. <laughs> yeah. He's also writing, uh, what's the romance novel called or the romance comic? Love Everlasting. Love Everlasting. I, yes. I read that one. That one, I, it's only one issue out already, but. It's I think the second issue comes out next week, okay. I believe. Yeah. You, you have my word. I will read Hell is a Squared Circle. You have my yeah, word. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Let me know what you think. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, yeah. it, it was a really great read for sure. Um, my pick, I mean, there, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of picks that I could have picked. So I'll, I'll just tell you who, who what like the really good ones that stood out this week. Um, Human Target number seven, uh, DC versus Vampires nine um captain america symbol of truth number five i love because the art is a oh the art is so good in this one um x-men 15 was really good just as an x-men fan love mm. it um um amazing spider-man 10 actually did a pretty good job it was very sad though yeah um but my number one pick of the week is the one i didn't mention eight billion genies number five it is always good, always amazing. I yeah. can't get enough. I can't get enough of it. I need to read that one. I have like you haven't read every, any of it. Every time it is like such a hot book right now. Anytime I get a copy in, it's like sold immediately. Like it, yeah. it's out the door. Um, because I think it got optioned already by Amazon, like yeah, before yeah. the first issue even came out. Um, so I, I would like to read it. Um, I'll probably just wait for it to come out and trade just because like I'm afraid to like. This is a little disclaimer here. If you buy comic books for me, sometimes I read the comics before I send them to people. Like I know that's <laughs> may not be like I'm very delicate. Yeah, yeah. But I will 
if it really piques my interest, I will sometimes read a comic book before I send it out or I'll, yeah. I'll read it and I'll put it back in inventory. With that one, I don't want to do that because I'm like afraid if I drop it or something because it, it's so many people want it for that collectible value. Yeah. Um, I just haven't like, I'm like, I'll just send it right away. <laughs> uh, and people, people are like, why is there a Cheeto in my comic? Yeah. <laughs> what is this mustache hair doing in here? Yeah. Where did this come from? Eight <laughs> <laughs> uh, Billion Genies number five takes place over the first eight months so the way they do it is i guess issue number five is the first eight months then mm -hmm. the issue number four was the first eight weeks three was the first eight days mm -hmm. two was the first eight hours and then i think the first one was the first eight minutes interesting yeah interesting uh and it, and it says the next that... one's gonna be the first eight years Wow. So the, the premise is that everyone gets a genie, right? That's like the thing. The premise is that everybody in the world gets a genie and you get to make your wish. There are some caveats to it where if you make... So basically anyone asking for world peace cancels out with anyone who asks for world destruction. So they essentially don't grant it. It's not a one for one, but pretty much like like you can't you can't wish for that because it's too broad and affects everything. But yeah, there are people who don't want that, so it wouldn't really work. Yeah. Um, interesting. So they, they mention that they mention uh, there, there's a couple other twists and turns that happen in the first five issues, but um, I, I won't talk about it. But like, it really gets into it gets heady at like issue three and four because like you would just assume like everybody just wishes right away, but some people hold on to their genie. Because then they choose not to. And if you die, you don't get to wish. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to check that one out. It, um, it's gotten so much hype and it looks really good. I mean, so I it's definitely... been consistently the best. Yeah. You know? I have a couple of people that order three or four copies of it at a time. And then they order the later printings of it. So it, I'm sure it's it's definitely worth reading. So I, I definitely need to check that one out. I, it, I missed the first issue. And then after that, I was like, it's like, I'm just going to let it keep going. And I've been going. hyping it up. I've been hyping it like up for six a while. issues, right? Uh, five issues. Six, this was five oh, issues. Oh, total. Yeah. I doubt next issue is the last issue. It didn't seem like that with the story. I thought it was a mini series. Is it, is it an ongoing or it? I mean, I don't see how it could be a mini series because basically they do state that like what, when the final person has their wish, what happens? Yeah. You okay. know? Um, how many? I'm going to type this in. How many issues is eight billion genies? Eight issues. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Eight issues. Uh, so we just finished the fifth, but I don't know how they're going to do it. It can't be. They keep upping the time, but I don't know what they're going to do. The next one's eight years. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming the one after that will be 80 years. Yeah. Then the one after that will be 800 years. It could be, or it could, I guess it's been eight. So they couldn't do 16 or 18. No. Cause then it would be, wouldn't be eight anymore. Yeah. yeah I guess it would have to be 80 and then 800 or maybe it's 800 then like 8,000. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they'll really take it out there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They've been going yeah. up by one increment. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I have a theory on what's going to happen with the final wish. 
and who's going to do it, but we don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to check that one out. That sounds really, it's a great premise. It's such an interesting premise of what if everyone on earth basically got what they wanted? Yeah. You know, what would that look like? I think that it would have been easy for them to write a really lackluster story with it. Like some people wish for money and some people wish for, for like weapons. And then that's that. And like, yeah. I don't know. You Like it could, could have been easily a Stephen King short story. Yeah. And that's all it would have been. And Stephen King would not have been able to dream this up. I'll tell you that. That's, so. a, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of what we overlapped on, and I think it's just Action Comics 1047. Yes. Why Action Comics? Why did I read Action Comics, or why have I been reading Action Comics? Why have you been reading Action Comics? So I I love Superman. Um, I think I've said this before. Like People that don't at least respect Superman, that's like a big red flag to me. Yeah. (laughs) You got to have like some monicum of like love and respect for Superman. Um, So it started, I started reading when it was still action comics and then we had the standalone Superman run kind of post Bendis before it switched to Superman, Son of Kal-El in action comics. Um, yeah. So I started reading action comics at that point. That was uh, the one with the Leviathan and all that. Yeah. That's where it started. Yeah. And then like Superman um, gets hurt in the rift and like, he's starting to lose his powers and everything. Yeah. Obviously they've like reconciled that with um, Og- Ogra's power and everything, the old gods and all that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I started reading it just, I mean, I love Superman, the Bendis run. Um, I didn't hear really great things about it. So I kind of just skipped that run, um, and decided to pick it up here. I like Philip Kennedy Johnson. I think he's a solid writer. He's doing a really great job with action comics. Um, he's also doing a great job with alien over at Marvel. So he's a solid writer. I enjoy his stuff so far. I've enjoyed the artwork. Um, but yeah, I just, I love Superman. So I, you know, I got to get my Superman fix in and, uh, action comics is the way to go for that. (laughs) I really liked the action comics run that just ended right before this issue, uh, Mm -hmm. with him on war world and that whole story arc. Yeah. That was a really good arc. And I think that it's going to be considered one of the best Superman arcs easily ever easily, you know, without, I think it'll be, it'll, I think it'll be talked about for decades, you know, like, I don't know. Oh, what's up? I was gonna say, it's one of those, those stories that really captured Superman. Right. Really got him right. Right. Yeah. Um, what are other iconic Superman stories? Uh, Whatever happened to uh, Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Uh, that that's the one where. With you, have you read that one? Uh, I don't know if I've read that. That's Was that an action? With, uh, it's a, it's like an eighties, or it's like around crisis time. Basically, mm-hmm. um, it's an alternate future where where Mister Mixel uh, he turns evil. And he's just a, a mad god. I do know that one. Yeah. And at the yeah, end, he I take, believe I've uh, Superman that, yeah. takes gold kryptonite and it gets rid of his powers. For yeah. Good. That one. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a, considered the the final post, the final pre-crisis kind of story. Yeah. I think that's Alan Moore, but I can't be certain. I think that was the Alan Moore era. Um, then there yeah. was also, what do you get for the man who has everything? That's Alan Moore for sure. That's yeah. Alan Moore for sure. That's the so Black that's actually, Murphy one. 
you know, they, they how they adapted that to uh, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. That is the only adaptation of Alan Moore's work where he had them put his name in the credits. Which is amazing because yeah. the Justice League cartoon was. It was a fantastic show. Quality. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously Alan Moore thought so. So yeah. <laughs> what what are some other iconic Superman stories? Um, I mean, also our Superman, of course. All-Star Superman. You can. Red Sun. Yeah, Red Sun, I would say, is another one that's up there for Elseworld stuff. Um, the Nail, the one where um I um, love the nail, but yeah, nail the, the nail does not get talked about enough. It does not. It well, does it's not also an anti-Superman about. story. Not yes. anti, but absence of Superman story. Yeah. I think that's another one that kind of just gets glossed over but it's a great elseworld you know what i mean there's some really good elseworld superman stuff yeah you know um you have um speeding bullets or what's that one where he he lands in the wayne manor you know what i'm talking about um mm, I've, I've heard of it but i haven't read it yeah i think it's called either it's called superman or it's called batman speeding bullets or something like that basically kal-el's ship lands at the wayne estate and he gets raised by uh, thomas and martha wayne and everything happens kind of the same from there that oh, one's really uh, good Dark, uh, not Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knights of Steel. What are we talking about? What's the uh, what's the current thing that's that's um, that's the current Elseworld one, yeah. Where is that what's called Dark Knights of Steel? That's well, that's this one. This the other one I'm yeah. talking about, it came out in like the 90s. It was no, like, yeah, an, yeah, an yeah, yeah, but that one also um, has a similar premise where they're yeah, similar being raised, raised and stuff together. on Earth, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I would say All Star Superman for me, at least, we were talking is, about Tom King, is the number is, one. Oh, sorry, no, um, Superman Up in the Sky is another one that oh. belongs on that list. I think uh, Tom King in that book really captured, you know, there's the ones that really capture, like, what makes Superman Superman, I think. Yeah. Like, Superman for all seasons. Um, I like Birthright. Birthright, that's another one I was going to say, yeah, uh, Birthright. I like American Alien. American Alien, that's another great one. And Smashes the Clan. I like that Smashes one. Smashes the Clan, yeah. So those all think, the thing that makes, you know, Superman is one of those characters, it's really easy to get him wrong uh but when you get him right as a creator as a writer it's so good right it's just he's such a great character you know um i i, I think, like uh i i think that the writers get superman wrong oh uh moonshine sage 30 uh watching us out there on twitch uh what's up to moonshine sage 30 says speeding bullets is correct speeding so bullets, there we go okay, that's what um, i thought it was called that I think the reason why some people get Superman wrong is they don't realize that Superman is not a power fantasy. Yeah, he he's is a not. moral fantasy. Exactly. He is, he is he is a moral fantasy where he believes that everyone will do the right thing if yes. given the the room to do the right thing. Yes. Which is, is a, a moral total... fantasy. It's not a power yeah. fantasy. No, it is 100% doing, you know, he's he's space Jesus. I think I've heard people refer to him as that. Like Right. He is. I mean, like you think his story in a lot of ways, obviously being created by Jewish creators is like a direct reflection of Moses. Right? Yeah. I mean, they obviously they took Moses and turned him into a superhero. Um, and, you know, Moses is a precursor to Christ in the Bible. Like that's what he is. He is like a, a messianic kind of figure. Um, and he's very much, like you said, a moral fantasy of people doing the right thing. If given the opportunity and trusting your fellow man, um and it's 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 hard to read superman especially like we both were saying that this current run has been so good and not like be really hopeful you know that's what i think i love about reading superman comics is like he is hope like that is what he is he is hope that humanity can achieve greatness you know right and i think that's what makes a great superman story 
uh, the two the two kids that are on Warworld, and one of yes. them gets like dies. Right? He he stands up to Mongol, I think, and then he yeah yeah dies they, and, they and get Mong- brought back. Yeah, yeah, because he stands up to Mongol. He's you know, or when uh, he was getting the power of the old god, and he was like willing to sacrifice himself for like this ethereal being that he just met. You know, mm. um, even just him going to War World without powers and or doing reduced what, you know, powers, right? Reduced powers, right? Yeah. They started coming back with the Genesis and everything, but like reduced powers, and then to rally all of these people around him to, you know, what I mean, overthrow Mongol. You know, what the it, Mongol who is? It's the most interesting Mongol has been ever. Ever. Since like we were talking about the Justice League animated series, since yeah. then. <laughs> but even then, he didn't do much in that, right? The Black Mercy yeah. story was mostly a fantasy. Mongol just got there to put it on. Great, yeah. good for him. But like, Mongol really hasn't done much. I guess he blew up Coast City, but whatever. Like, who remembers I think, that? I think when it comes to, I'm, I'm glad this story. Like, I've always liked Mongol mainly because of like animated, the Superman animated show yeah. and stuff, or Young I've Justice. Have thought, what's that? Young Justice also has Young Mongol Justice, and yeah, yeah. He he gets really good adaptations on screen, and I honestly, at times, I've preferred Mongol as kind of Superman's big bad over Darkseid. You know, I, I mean? agree too. Yeah, yeah. I think Mongol is is much more the antithesis of of Superman than Darkseid is. Yeah, um, which I know is like blasphemous to say that like a character that Jack Kirby created isn't you know isn't as good. Darkseid is overused nowadays. Yeah, I'm tired of Darkseid. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, uh, like Thanos in a sense. Like you know what I mean. Obviously, he's modeled. Thanos is modeled after him, but okay, yeah, yeah, he definitely gets overused a lot. He's always like the big bad for everything. Yeah, um, that's why I like Mongol because it's like you know he's super powerful. He owns a planet. You know he's got a lot of the same things going on as uh, as Dark Side, but he's a little bit more uh, you know grounded. I think. Yeah. In a sense. Well, you know, you know, it's it's it. Marvel took Darkseid from DC and made him Thanos, and then yeah. DC took Thanos from Marvel and made him Mongol. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And, yeah, and I think he's a great. You know, I think this last, like you said, this last story arc for a lot of reasons, including its kind of like exploration of the whole Mongol system and war world and the war zones, and really just kind of like diving into that is going to make it kind of stand out in the Superman lore for years to come, for sure. Yeah, and I don't know what they're trying to set up, but do you read the the Action Comics Annual where they where it's young Mongol and young Clark doing their own? I thing? did not read the Annual. I didn't know oh. if it tied in directly or not. I you probably should, should read go it. back and read it. Yeah, it's literally about Mongol's mom raising Mongol and Clark's mom raising Clark and how oh, that's they awesome. Differ. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love they also in- like that. they introduce something very, very close to the Infinity Stones. I think mm-hmm. it's because mm-hmm. it, they're kind of parroting Thanos in a little bit. But there's yeah. like shards of something that they mention in the annual that it seems like shards of reality or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget that what, what they call it. Luther was bringing to Metallo in this most recent one in 1047. Maybe He's bringing the Genesis Stones or whatever. Is that what? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe he's bringing that to Metallo, which I like Metallo too. Metallo is like one of my, you know, more, one of the better Superman villains, I think. But yeah. I'm, uh, no, Genesis Stone is a Marvel thing. What's the stone? What what they call it? The Gen, uh, the power source that they got from, 
and Superman. Yeah, I don't know. The one but, that Mongol was mining, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel like they're they're building up something with Mongol in that because, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Action Comics 1047 is a new start and it deals with Warworld being right outside and us having essentially alien refugees that may or may not want to come to Earth. Yeah. Some of them do. And do yeah. we have space for them? Right. And how is Superman going to Ooh, help very them topical. like their their ruler? Yeah, it's it's very, uh, you know, it, it tends to be pretty topical with action comics. I think it's almost hard for it not to be. Yeah, um, but that's the way to do Superman, right? Yeah. Like you have to hit these things because, I mean, it is essentially the comic version of what would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to live your you want to live your life like Jesus. There there would be things that Jesus would do that. Yeah maybe for some reason you're fighting against you know yeah. um, so it's it's definitely an interesting um premise and it's a it, we'll see how it kind of shifts it's it's going to be hard i mean honestly for johnson to follow up this war world story arc he just got done with i mean like no other way to put it it's going to be tough to follow that up but i have faith that he'll keep it going yeah um but yeah i thought it was a good kind of setup for everything that's coming excited to see metallo again um we saw you know, all I, the super family together, which is weird. Yes, that was really cool too. Only that person just, missing is Crypto. I don't. They didn't have Crypto. Yeah, when was the last time they even had Crypto in the comics? Like he I was feel in like, the end of the Leviathan arc, I think. Was he in the end of that? Where has Crypto I, been, man? I think, yeah, oh no, he was because when they um were at the Fortress of Solitude, Crypto was there. Oh, and Crypto was in Son of Kal El. Um, he was in Son of Kal El. He was in it like a couple issues ago. Yeah. Crypto ain't getting no respect out here. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Crypto just had a whole movie. I don't know why DC didn't capitalize on that. I need to I need to go watch that. I've heard it's really good. I haven't watched it yet. I'm halfway through added... it. I'm watching it with my mom. Nice. Yeah, I saw yeah. they just added it to HBO and I'm like, I need to give this a watch. That's why I'm watching it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. nice. nice. Um, I enjoy like the more comical, lighthearted takes on superhero adaptations we get with the uh, animated stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a bald guinea pig. Nice. That's all you, that's all you gotta know. There's a bald guinea pig. Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, DC should have capitalized on more super pets related. Yeah. Comics. Yeah, they did release a um on. Was it right around the time of, I think it was a free comic book day, kind of one shot. Oh, Super of Pets the Super thing. Pets, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they did do like a re-release of like the Golden Age, Silver Age, Super Pets mm. stuff um, in like a big trade format. Um, but yeah, they really did it. I thought that maybe they put out a kid's comic or something, um, which I know they do from, I know that they do have like a couple crypto kid comics. Um, but I thought it would have been a perfect time for them to do that. I don't know why they didn't... Uh, make something i think what came out at that time was uh the killer croc kid comic um my friend killer croc i thought maybe oh. we'd get like a crypto or a super pets or i mean maybe it's still coming but i thought it would have been a perfect time you know for yeah. those uh for kids comics to be more super pets focused it would have been a good timing for it i think dc's still trying to figure their stuff out as they've been yeah. doing for the past 20 years great yeah. and they're just trying to figure out now too with all this cutting back girl and i hate it i hate it so yeah, much um, I'm gonna get all upset. I want, I want, I want DC Comics as a publishing company to be bought by Amazon or something. Like I'm fine yeah. with it. Just get it, get it out of Warner Brothers hands. Yeah. Get it out of Warner Discovery and give it to someone who can take care of it and yeah, do what they need to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about uh, tell me about Shang Chi. So. 
I, Shang-Chi is probably the most slept on title at Marvel for like the last two years. Yeah. It is just good old fashioned. It's like the beat em up superhero stuff you want with like, I mean, there's huge fight scenes in every issue. Yeah. Right. Because he is the master of Kung Fu. But then like, there's a really great story kind of underneath it all. You know what I mean? Um, and the Shang-Chi series that ended a couple months ago, basically retconned everything about him to make him more like the movies. Yeah, which I'm cool with because Shang-Chi yeah, as a character didn't have a lot going. No. Yeah. So, and not only that, now they actually gave him not the 10 rings that like the Mandarin used to have, you know, the um that were basically like in like just different yeah. versions of the Infinity Stones. They actually gave him the 10 rings from the movie. Yeah. They're a little bit di- they're a little bit more powerful obviously. It's comic books that are a little bit different in the comics one of them like in this most recent issue opened up like a portal to another dimension and is it like sonic because like, sonic has the rings right. that open the- <laughs> almost almost so yeah he he has the rings he had them he's united the five weapons society yeah. um underneath him and he's slowly turning it into it's not so much a criminal organization anymore um and then he got attacked by aim hydra um, the Red Dot Gang. I mean, all the big criminal yeah. organizations attacked him to get the rings. And he unfortunately had to use them. That's where this series kicks off is him having to use the rings against his will because it kind of takes a toll on him physically and mentally. And, and it's, yeah. you know, kind of gives him too much power. Um, so he tried to lock the rings away in the last issue and actually in issue two and MI6 came in and took them. Um, you know, because he's like been tied to MI6 in the past. That's been one of his kind of bigger allies in other series and stuff where uh with, with Shang-Chi. That's right. I uh I read the first two issues of this. I forgot. Yeah. I read the first two issues of this, and that's when his ex-girl or whatever comes in. Yeah, and steals the rings. Steals the rings, yeah. yeah. So in this one, the rings are now in MI6's control. They bring in their like paranormal investigators or they're MI-13, and they bring in a, a fairy from Avalon. Um, and they're basically like, okay, well, you know, at one point, your people fought over Excalibur, which was created in my dimension. Merlin sealed it in a rock. Let's do the same thing with these rings. Let's seal them in a rock. And unless someone's worthy, they won't be able to get it out. Mm. Um, so during that, Shang-Chi is like breaking into MI-6 to go get his rings back because, you know, he's the one that should be hiding the power away and everything. Um but while that's happening, like a portal opens from one of the rings is like a portal, it turns out. And this like crazy face hugger alien thing comes out that speaks Mandarin. Um, like an like ancient... alien alien? Like No, no, no. It's like a it looks I, I call it like a face hugger because that's like what it did. It jumped on the guy's face and oh. crawled into his mouth and came out his eyes. Um, it was like pretty in a, intense. <laughs> in a bad way? Like he killed the guy? No, they were able to get it back out of him, but like it was going to take him over and use him and oh. who knows what because it, it kept saying, I'm so lonely. Um, join me. That's what it kept saying the crazy tentacle alien monster thing, but it's saying it in Mandarin, which is kind of like an interesting, like, well, where is it from then if it's yeah. speaking Mandarin? Um, that's kind of where it left off. You know, obviously, this was mid story arc issue, so it's just kind of building up to the next thing, and we're kind of saying, like. There's some other people now that we haven't seen before that are coming after the rings that obviously are know about these aliens is kind of where we got left off. Um, but yeah, it's I, the Shang-Chi series really gets slept on. The last series got slept on. I don't think a lot of people read it and it was really good. 
probably my favorite thing coming out of Marvel at the time. Yeah. Um, and then this one has been solid too. I mean, it's it's just it's the same creative team. They just started it over once they'd finished retconning everything, and it's been it's been a solid continuation of that previous one. Um, I need to I need to read this one because I I had read issues one and two. It might have yeah. been because of the last time we talked, you might have brought up Shang Chi, and then I yeah. read issues one and two in order to catch up. Um, yeah. uh, there is. I, do you watch or do you read Nice House on the Lake? No, that one I I have the trade. I've been meaning to read it because I I know Tinian's writing it, and I've I've grown really like to like his stuff recently, especially yeah. horror. Um, and that's one I know I need to go and read because I've heard it's it's really great horror comic. It's so. it's I don't even consider it horror. It's mm-hmm. suspect. Like first thing, it needs to be a show. Like it yeah. needs to be. It's like if it's if they don't make it into an HBO Max show or Amazon, I would say I don't want it Netflix. But like. I don't mm. want it to be a Netflix show, but like Amazon or HBO Max, I think could do it justice, but it yeah. definitely needs to be like how it hasn't been picked up already. Doesn't make sense because it's everything that they, you would want. Yeah. You know, I get that. Yeah. This issue though. Well, okay. So it does a thing where it, it, it changes, it changes its own continuity and it doesn't tell you. And it's part of the plot. So when you were like, Wait, what happened? What did I miss an issue? It's because, well, that's just part of the plot. Yeah, just, things are different now. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's uh, you haven't read any of the issues? No, I have the like I have the trade. I just haven't. I need to. I need to get off my the trade with the it. first six issues. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, and I I have to go back and reread it because I was asking. I forget who was guesting on this show. We were talking about it. There, they change something between issue six and seven so then you're like because and it's been months since you've read it and then you're like did i miss a part did i okay whatever i'm just gonna keep reading yeah (laughs) then you realize something's off and it's so cool the way it's written that way because you feel off just like the people feel off wow that's awesome that sounds like really uh i love it when they can do stuff like that where you are identifying with the characters in that way <laughs> it, it's it's so weird it's it's because i don't do horror i'll do some mm-hmm. horror comics i'll do horror comics more than i'll do horror movies i don't i'm not a big horror movie person but yeah. horror comics cool I, I can do that but this it is scary but it's more suspense scary like a psychological kind of yeah oh cerebral. it's super psychological super yeah. um but that one's a really good one uh i'm assuming there's two issues left but i i don't know yeah, because I think that one is another maxi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I read a lot. DC vs. Vampires, are you reading that? <laughs> I read the first couple issues of it. Um, I'm not really big on that one, wasn't really my thing. You know, like I said, like you said, horror isn't my big thing either. And I read the first couple issues and it didn't really hold my interest. So wait, how far did you get? Because there's big things that happen that will hook you. I, so when I left off, I think they had just found out that Hal was a vampire or had been a vampire for like a long period of time. Um, That's like issue two or three or so. Yeah, like I said, I only read like the first three issues, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's just like another oh. book. And I, I think I was also reading another DC horror title that came out at the same time. I was like, I'll just stick with it. I think I was reading Task Force Z, which kind of like buttered out and became. Oh yeah, Task Force Z, not really my thing. Not really. I right. I I was like, I'm just gonna read Task Force Z because like I wanted to read like a Jason Todd story. Yeah. And I'm, I ended up dropping that one too. So now I'm not reading either of them. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge uh-huh. you. 
read up to issue six. That's halfway. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. read that. You will. I'm, I'm well, I'm pretty sure you're going to get hooked at issue four. Mm-hmm. But issue six is the biggest twist I've read in a while of like any Interesting. Uh, okay. To the point where I don't say the twist on this show because wow. I really want people to read this series and, and pick it up naturally. Because <laughs> so like, yeah, and 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 experience that twist because it's a what the fuck sort of twist. Yeah. Um. So you don't have to, but I would challenge you to read issues four or five and six or wherever you left off. If you yeah. read it left off at two or three, whatever, read up to six. Okay. Um, because they do some really good stuff with it. And then six changes everything. Mm-hmm. And after six came out, they released a bunch of like one shots and they have another yeah. mini series that takes place. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. DC versus vampires, 12 issues, but then they have DC versus vampires all out war, which is a six issue mini series that takes place <laughs> in the mini series. Man, and then they have two other one vampire universe. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot that they can cover in this in this stuff. So I'd challenge you to read up to six. I'll be sure to go back and check it out. Then you know, I'll take your word for it and and give it a read. Uh, And the art's amazing. I mean, Otto Schmidt, great artist. Yeah, great artist. Yeah. Um, what else stood out to you this week? Um, so uh, this series has been a standout the whole time. Grim from boom studios it has been a standout since issue number one um and for like speculators and investors and stuff this one jumped off and i totally see why um especially because boom studios does have that development contract with i believe netflix this would work for netflix i think yeah um because it's not super dark but like just enough to where you know i know netflix tends to end for like a younger demographic um but yeah, so you know, have you been reading Grimm at all, or uh, I haven't. No. Okay. Uh, people have been so, saying good things though. It the art is phenomenal. The story is really original. Um, basically, there's like the the afterlife and everything, but yeah. there's not just one Grim Reaper. There's a bunch of them, and they are you know it's very bureaucratic. They have to clock in and clock out. You know, they have a lot of rules and regulations and, you know, their job. It's a very much like it's a job for them and like you're aware of it. Um, But the thing is, is like all of them know how they died. Right. They they remember living and they remember dying, except for our main character, Jessica, who doesn't remember. She's the only Reaper who doesn't remember how she died. Okay, (laughs) Right. So we go through this whole thing and all of the afterlife is being run by this one woman. Um, Aldeus, I think is her name. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's, she's kind of like the, the, the manager of all the reapers. Um, but it turns out that she's like hiding these secrets from them and everything. And when Jessica is like wanting answers because she goes to the plane of like the living uh-huh. and a human being sees her and like, that's Are not they supposed, supposed to happen. Oh, no. okay, yeah. Not unless you're dead, like you don't see that, right? So she's like, how did she see me? Like, how did she know I was standing here kind of a thing? Um, and she like wants to talk to death to get answers because like if anyone knows, death should know because she like tries to pull her personnel file and there wasn't one. She tries to like look herself up and she can't find anything. Uh, but then actually when she goes to go speak to death, turns out death isn't there anymore. Like he left. Okay. Nobody knows where he is. Um, so, and she, in this most recent issue, went to go find death. 
uh, and, you know, has his scythe. And because of that, she was able to find him. Turns out he's been trapped in this hotel room in Las Vegas for however long. Um, and we find out that the reason Jessica doesn't know about where she's from yeah. is because death is her dad. Oh. So she was born of human. Her mother's a human and her father is death. So she's like truly one of a kind. Um, and that's kind of what we find out in this one. That's why she doesn't know, which I kind of like, I started to figure that out probably in like issue three. So it's not like a huge spoiler. They yeah. kind of alluded to it. to the fact that she was able to use his scythe and that she, you know, we don't know all this stuff. So it's kind of like alluded to and foreshadowed really well. Um, but yeah, this series, it's a really like original take on the whole idea of like, you know, the afterlife and everything. And the art is fantastic. It works so well with the story. Um, it, it's got a good mix of like the kind of realistic kind of horror vibe mixed in with a little bit more cartoony and the kind of, you know what I mean? A little bit yeah. more uh, lighthearted. Um, but yeah, I, every issue I look forward to reading in this one. Um, if you can find it, I definitely recommend checking it out or waiting for the trade to come out or something. Cause it's, uh, it's a hot book right now in terms of, uh, of a speculation market and everything for good reason. Cause it definitely has, um, hi, sorry, my dog just came in. <laughs> it did uh, both of them. Okay. Yeah. No, not right now guys. Um, it definitely has the ability to go for a really long time and be really, really, really good. So, okay. All right. It's definitely worth reading for sure. Um, I'm planning on moving out in like January or so, and I'm going to add another bookshelf nice. and just be like, just get more comics and just display yeah. them. And the, the way I view my comics is it's a library. Just yeah. nobody has come in to check them out yet. But like <laughs> when I, when I move out, I'll be able to be like, Hey, you know, you know, come on over if you want to borrow a comic. Yeah. That's the you way know? to do it, man. I started building up my bookshelves, but mainly with um, I'm starting to get into Omnis. I started getting a couple. So like uh, I'm pretty selective because it's a lot of money to drop on something. Yeah. Um, so I like I just got the three Omnis for Sandman. Um, oh. I just got I ordered. I haven't gotten it yet. The Frank Miller Daredevil Omni. Isn't so it kind of a I, pain, though? Omnis are so heavy yeah. and then you just have to open it up like yeah. it's the book of destiny or something yes just... i i do like i i think it's i want to put them all on a shelf and just because they look amazing we have a, yeah. a shelf full of omnibuses it's a great look and i'll probably like won't read them i'll just read them digitally or something because yeah. I, you know, I have most of these series like either in single issues i'll just go back and read them that way i yeah. just in the same kind of thing i want to have like a nice library of like omnibuses and i really like hardcovers uh personally mm. like i just got yeah. a new one today um the gi joe rise of serpento hardcover came out which i was mm. super excited for um which i've read all that stuff before but to have it in a nice hardcover is is really cool so some omnibuses aren't hardcover. aren't interesting though like the spine art isn't interesting like the marvel masterworks yeah. is that what they're called yeah the ones where it's like marbleized or whatever or it's but like it's a, like it's black right the marvel yeah and it has like the thing in the middle yeah yeah they're not interesting to look at they're not you know, there I, are a couple sets of maybe it's like the infinity ones or something. Cause I've seen them on uh, a YouTuber on his, on his shelf. Yeah. When you line them up, it actually makes an image. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so if you get all of the 10 omnis or whatever, oh, it makes man. a full image. Ten omnis. It was a lot of omnis. It was like that's a, a lot. Of yeah. That's a lot of money. 
and a lot of waiting to finish this little image. But if you line up all the Omnis, it makes a really cool like Infinity Gauntlet or something like that. Oh, uh, image. Yeah, That's cool. it, must been, it must have been Infinity War, Infinity Saga, all that stuff in, in the Omnis. But yeah, um, yeah, it was really dope. Yeah, but most of the time they're they're pretty boring. Yeah, just by themselves because it's yeah. just like the title. <laughs> um, I mean, I have the Batman Incorporated Omni, the Absolute Batman Incorporated, mm-hmm. which has all of them. Um, nice. And it's a big one, and it comes in a case that you pull out, like the mm-hmm. what? What a slipcover? Yeah, whatever. But it's a solid rectangular box, almost. Nice. You pull the book out of it. Like that's cool looking. I have Absolute Superman for tomorrow, um, which is oversized thing, but they don't fit on my shelves, so they're like up yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Uh, everybody's collections are like super cool. Um, yeah. It's all it's very, really interesting on how like everybody displays them. Um yeah. but uh right now Judgment Day's uh going on. Have you read any of the Judgment Day stuff? I'm reading the internal Eternals, excuse me, side of it. Uh-huh. Um and then I actually fell behind on Immortal X-Men, which I'm also reading, and mm-hmm. I know that one crosses over with it, but I fell behind on that yeah. a couple issues back. Um but I I do I read Eternals specifically. When it comes to events, I usually I don't pick up like the one shots and the tie overs and stuff. Yeah. I just stick to the titles that I'm already reading yeah. and I can kind of fill in and read there, the main so. event. Yeah. And yeah. I'll read the main event or, you know, yeah. I, but I usually like, like you mentioned the Avengers X-Men Avengers one shot came out. Like I, yeah. I didn't pick that one up. I usually just stick to like what I'm already reading. I don't want to add more to myself. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, that being... what's, for the most part, what's happening. Yeah. Uh, the, obviously the internals, eternals run of it covers a lot. So yeah. Uh, there are some there are some good tie-ins. Some of them aren't. Some of them are. Um, by the way, that one wizard kid out there on Twitch is asking, "Where's Justin?" Uh, Justin's not here today. He, I, I know he, he was supposed to. He just uh, he couldn't make it. He he had a uh, something come up. So uh, sorry, everybody. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number ten. So everybody's getting judged right by this celestial. Mm-hmm. And in Amazing Spider-Man 10, the Celestial appears to you in different ways uh, in order to either test you or view you as you're being tested. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. I don't like everybody's kind of writing it a bunch of different ways. It's kind of weird because right off the bat, Captain America gets judged poorly. Like he gets a thumbs down from the Celestial. Mm-hmm. But in, for example, AXE Avengers number one, which is, I guess, the one shot that came out this week. Tony Stark gets judged, and he gets judged. Okay, and thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so, is Captain Spider-Man. America in the the Sentinel of Freedom or Sentinel of Truth? Is that the, did they cross over that series no. too with it? Or no, no, was no, that no. just in a? Oh, okay. Uh, in Symbol of Truth, no. That that's Sam Wilson's run. That doesn't hasn't crossed over, and I don't think Sentinel of Truth has crossed over. Okay. Uh, or Central of uh, Liberty. Central of Liberty, yeah. 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 Um, but Amazing Spider-Man 10 has the Celestial appear as uh, Gwen Stacy. Interesting. Um, to appear and judge Peter. And Peter's very, like, turned off by it. Like, he's very, like, I don't... He's just he's just off-putting. Like, it's very off-putting. Um, well, it's Gwen Stacy. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a soft spot. Yeah. Um, but like he should know it's not her. Yeah. But at the end, I don't know whether the celestials can 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 control ghosts. I'm not quite sure. 
But in the end, Gwen Stacy, as far as we know, talks to him for real. And for like five seconds. Uh, And then in AXE Avengers 1, Howard Stark talks to Tony. Interesting. As well. So it's kind of this weird thing. I don't know what they're doing there, but uh, they're not necessary. Um, Yeah. What I think is necessary, what book is Miles Morales, Spider-Man 42, which is like his previous arc ended at 41 and they just did a 42 to kind of wrap things up, which was Miles goes to a a fortune teller and Mm -hmm. she says, this is just a possible future. And she reads him his future and it goes through this story. Uh, Nothing crazy happens, but it's, it's more like a love letter to Miles. Nice. And in the end, he's like, you know. I've met gods. Maybe my life is, you know, written out for me. Um, but I'm also small potatoes, so I'm just going to do what I have to do, you know? And yeah, his yeah. Miles isn't over yet. It's just this run is ending. Uh, yeah. And then Cody Ziegler is writing him um, coming up. So, Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a sweet, sad, bittersweet kind of ending. Because it's just yeah. like, oh. Because he's been writing, Amit has been writing Miles for a long time. I mean, since the beginning, right, of, yeah. of this run, right? 42 yeah. issues? So, yeah, four years. And I think he wrote another one before that, um, one of Miles' first runs. I think he wrote yeah. the Straight Out of Brooklyn, that run um, mm. that kicked off. That was, I think, Miles's first solo series he also wrote. So um, definitely a guy who knows Miles very intimately. So it's yeah. always sad to see something like that end, but kind of in a beautiful way. Especially yeah. they do like a great send-off like that. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna... I, I I took the last couple pages and I'm I got images of it. So I'm gonna post it up on like Instagram just to be like, ah, that's sad. Maybe it's tag sad, yeah. maybe tag him uh Ahmed in it and then no for we, sure. You know, we'll see if he replies. Um <laughs> as we as we close up this episode, uh, do you have any other ones? I, I know that you read a couple other ones. Any ones you want to go over real quick? Um, I mean, one that like I read that I'm like hopeful it's gonna get really well um just because the first issue is the first issue they usually just set up stuff is a yeah. uh, old dog number yeah. one i read the art i really enjoyed um it's definitely got this like dark kind of gritty feel to it yeah um you know cia operative who is like kind of an outcast at the agency he gets kind of like the crap positions and stuff <clears throat> basically gets in this accident where he's put in a coma for eight years um and when he wakes up he's a young man oh uh, yeah yeah uh but then a couple minutes later he's an old man again and then this whole time you're like seeing this mission happening that seems like it's maybe a flashback for him yeah because uh, he's young in it but it turns out that that mission that's been running the whole time is the actual current what's happening and oh. all the other stuff that we were reading of him you know, in the stakeout van, getting in the accident, waking up from the coma, that's all flashback to the other. And it's it kind of twisted on you to where you think like oh. what you're reading, you're reading it, it's him young, you know, going through this hotel looking for his target or whatever. Yeah. Um and so he has then, a new like, lease on life kind of thing. It's I mean, I'm honestly I we don't know yet. He gets okay. recruited at the end of it by this um shadow government organization that of course unofficial you know we have access to the nsa fbi cia you know we're not recognized by the u.s government but we're a part of it yeah um and like we need you to to come back and be an operative you know (laughs) kind of a thing uh even though like he has this terrible record uh so it's it seems pretty you know i want to say like atypical or 
tropey. Um, but the art was really great. I really enjoyed the kind of feel, the grittiness of it and everything. You mm-hmm. know, it was real great artwork. And I'm excited to see where it goes. It definitely seems like it, it could be a fun uh, kind of spy story, kind of with a little bit of a maybe you know, superpower e kind of twist to it. So yeah, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm hopeful for the rest of the series from the first issue. Okay. Is All how right. I would put it. Uh, I might have to check that out. What's kind of yeah. cool about like number ones is like, you can just pick it up. And if you don't like it, you don't yeah. have to continue. You don't have to yeah. invest all your time. Um, But number ones are kind of cool. You don't have to, you know, read any back issues to catch up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's a good little, uh, you know, image indie series. So there's not anything connected to it or anything. Yeah. Um, Declan Shalvey is like a as a good writer. I've enjoyed his stuff before. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited to see where it goes. It definitely seems to have uh, that potential for uh, just a good solid read. Yeah. Know? Okay, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, just a couple quick notes of what I read. DC ten sixty four, uh, Detective Comics ten sixty four. It's weird. I don't know what's going on, but we'll see. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I've been yeah. reading the past couple issues. I'm like, I, I don't, it's not as interesting as Chip Zdarsky's Batman run that's happening yeah. right now. That's, that's so much better. Um, so it's it's an interesting time for me because I'm reading Batman, but I'm not reading Detective Comics. Oh, I'm okay. reading Action Comics, but I'm not reading Superman. So it's a very interesting, mm. I'm in a weird place right now. Yeah, <laughs> but that that I'd like it when they do that where Action Comics is like a different genre of Superman or a different yeah. story. And Versus, same with Detective Comics to Batman. Yeah. I like that, you know? Um, and then uh, Human Target 7, like I said before, uh, you know, it's 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 good. It's just continuing this Human Target story. Just know that it's an alternate DC universe because yeah. uh, there's some things that happen that you're going to be like, what? And yeah. it's like, oh, what yeah. is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Captain America's, America, Symbol of Truth. I'm loving it. Um, Symbol of Truth Black- is the same Wilson one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Black Panther is kind of an asshole in this, uh, but the art is amazing. And yeah, the art's uh, really good in that series, I read the first couple issues of that one. Yeah, I'm still behind on so it, good. but yeah, the art, the art is really good. It, it's, I love it's, Sam Wilson. I think he's a great captain. So yeah, yeah, probably yeah. my second favorite Captain America for sure. Yeah, <laughs> after uh, I'm reading both <laughs> Sentinel of Liberty and Symbol of Truth. You know, and yeah. like you gotta get your cat fix. Yeah, yeah, I I mean I'm cool. I I love the fact that you can have two heroes with the same name, code name, yeah. being in two different. Um, series at the same time yeah like because i'm not a fan of like oh barry allen comes back and then suddenly barry allen is the flash and wally west gets pushed to the side i don't like that sort of thing so they both have series you know um i'm i'm all for that so um joel thank you so much uh for taking time out of your day and be here and talk with me about the comics that we read um this week uh where can people find you online yeah um, so you can find me anywhere you do your social media at the GI Joel, um, do a lot of TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, stuff like that. Um, you can also check out my store at gtxcomics.com. gtxcomics.com. Yep. All right. All right. Um, you got anything coming up? Um, I have a, I'm working on a new YouTube video. Uh, like I, you know, I've had a lot of stuff going on, so I, I'm kind of getting back into making content more regularly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on uh, to start a new YouTube video. Going to be talking about the Batman movie, doing kind of a critical analysis of it. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, psychological, analytical kind of look at it. Um, and then also, 
Um, I'm doing a regular live stream series now on Bego Live. I'm on there as the GI Joel as well. Going to be doing a couple shows a week, um, just talking about the new comics, talking about collecting comics, and and everything like that. So awesome! You're you're always up to some. Yeah, try to stay busy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, for everyone out there who's watching the live stream, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, wherever you're watching us. Please click like, comment, subscribe, whatever. Do what you need to do. Uh, it's nice to know that you guys are out there. I saw you that one wizard kid. I saw you moonshine sage 30. Um, you know, but uh whoever's watching us, you're either watching us live video-wise, or you're watching our, you know, this in post. Uh, watching the video, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Uh, and speaking of all over the place, if you're on social media, we're all over the place at The Keeg Show on social media, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I'm starting a new uh, series of TikToks where I use my own headcanon and fan fiction kind of savvy. Um, if you tell me two characters from comic books, I will tell you what their first date would be and like how that would go down. So I've already been getting a lot of like really random ones like Alfred and Aunt May. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> that would be cool. I would love to tell you what that date would be like. Yeah, I'm just having yeah. some fun with it. Obviously not For canon, sure. but uh, you know, what would a date between Alfred and uh uh, yeah. uh, uh, Aunt May. Uh, Very but we've respectable. Been... Yeah, <laughs> that's we, what we... it would look like. <laughs> I, no, I mean, no, the handcuffs are coming out. The fuzzy. Handcuffs. I mean, later in the night. Yes, yeah. after. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, first they'll be cooking up a good meal, and then yes. they, you know, they'll be cooking up something else. Cooking up something spicy. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, definitely uh, go follow the GI Joel on social media and follow the Keeg Show on social media. And, um, you know, if you want to listen to some of our after shows, uh, we do a Street Hulk after show. We do a an Andor after show. Um, we also uh, do Comic Talk every Thursday. And then uh, every other weekend, we do an episode of the Keeg Talks. So October 9th, we're talking about Werewolf by Night because uh, Werewolf by Night comes out on October 7th. And it's it's coming up soon and it's it's marvel's new thing they're doing holiday related specials like hour-long movies essentially interesting yeah so i didn't know uh, it was coming out that soon yeah yeah and then guardians of the galaxy holiday special that's another hour-long movie that yeah. comes out in december we have not seen a trailer for yet Nope. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But crazy uh, 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 I'm looking forward to it. But thank you so much, Joel. Thank you, everybody else out there. Uh, once again, I am your host, Dim Dimitri Pereira. And this has been Comic Talk, uh, talking about the comics uh, that came out this week uh, on the, you know, what, 27th and 28th of September. All right, guys. See you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye.